In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Alex Alexiev. Alexiev was slated to start on the big team this year. Does that shoulder injury derail his development? We'll talk about all of that more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, and I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so when you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. That way you will know when the new videos are available. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, that is what we're going to talk about is Alex Alexiev. What is his future with this Washington Capitals team? Then later in the show, we'll talk about some free agents out there. And is there really a chance for them to come to the Caps? So to start off the show here, let's talk about Alex Alexiev. Uh, as we've talked about all postseason and some of last season, is that this Washington Capitals team needs to get younger and faster. And uh, Alex Alexiev would definitely help in their mission of getting younger, especially on the decor. Um, they do need to get a bit younger. Um, if you take a look at it, a lot of the contracts that are up for the Washington Capitals um, are due to expire. So they have to keep their eyes on the future and they can't get into that mode where I'm going to pick up this old player to plug in here and hopefully they'll do a good job. That's why we have one of the oldest rosters in the NHL. So it's kind of a tight balancing act really because you want to have young players, but you don't want to have all young players because then you have an inexperienced team. If you take a look at some of the teams around the league, some have done a really good job at it. You take a look at the New York Rangers for a while, for example. A few years ago, they saw what that aging roster was and it wasn't working. So what did they do? They went into a rebuild and they weren't very good for about a year or year and a half, but they did a pretty good job. They made a good push into the playoffs. They didn't reach their goal of winning a Stanley Cup, but you're not always going to win a Stanley Cup. What I'm trying to say here is, you know, change is coming. And this Washington Capitals team has to slowly integrate young players into the lineup. I mean, they have the experience there. But, uh, I mean, if you just take a look at the injuries that the Capitals are facing, you take a look at Nick Backstrom and that hip resurfacing uh, procedure he had to have done. You take a look at Tom Wilson, who won't be back until around Christmas. These are a lot of question marks on this Washington Capitals team that needs to get addressed it needs to get addressed before it's too late, uh, and you're in a position where you're like the Detroit Red Wings, where you're horrible horrible for years trying to figure it out. So um, Alexiev was slated to be one of the guys that was going to fill that void of, um, of being the young player out there, uh, and that's what the Washington Capitals need. They need that young defenseman. Uh, if you take a look at John Carlson, Dmitry Orlov, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, um, you have um, Martin Faravari. Who was a pleasant surprise, I got to say. Actually, I'm not really too surprised, but a prime example 
of a young player that the Capitals worked up through the system and played really good for the Capitals, I got to say. Taking a look back on Alexiev in October 2021, Alexiev did not beat out Faravari for the NHL spot, which is probably expected. He was sent down to the AHL just before the NHL season started. Now in Hershey, Alexiev is the Bears' number one defenseman and plays in all situations. It would be better if more offense was coming, but he is also in charge of shutting down the opponent's top players. He is in the next in line and should be the first call up if injury happens this next season. And if you take a look at Alexiev, you know, sometimes that doesn't necessarily translate from the NHL to the, or excuse me, the AHL to the NHL. But I think that uh, if you take a look at Alexiev, I think he is a good option for this Washington Capitals team. I do think that Lucas Johansson will get his spot on the team this year. So now the questions are, who comes out of the lineup? Well, I think what's going to happen is if you take a look at the training camps, it is going to be a battle like you've never seen before. There's going to be people uh, fighting out for jobs, uh, defensive jobs. There's going to be people fighting out for goalie jobs. It's going. That's what it's all about. But I think that there's a little bit more um, at stake this year than there has been in years past, um, just because you are dealing with two major pieces that are missing from this Capitals team. Make no mistake, Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson, are, <coughs> excuse me, are not really easy to replace. Um, so. Just taking a look at that, uh, the Washington Capitals have to proceed with caution, uh, but ultimately they have to, they do have to, they do have to try to go after some big name player uh, because you know I've talked about the need to get younger and faster, but I also talked about how they need to have that experience in there. So is someone like a Connor McMichael ready for that number one center job or number two? I, I'm not so sure about that. But to, getting it back to the defense here, Lucas Johansson and Alex Alexiev were both slated to fight for jobs in the NHL. And I think that, uh, you know, like I said, I think that Lucas Johansson serves a pretty good chance of finding his job on this team next year. And then uh, we'll have to, it's kind of a wait and see thing when it comes to Alex Alexiev because it, it remains to be seen when he comes back. Four to five months I guess we'll see how he's playing in four to five months. But, you know, it's one of those little bit frustrating things where you kind of have this blueprint in place that, you know, okay, we're going to have Alexiev in there. We're going to have Lucas Johansson in there. And uh, things were all going to come together. Not always the case. You know, sometimes there's unforeseen injuries. Take a look at the injury that uh, Ovechkin had last year or Tom Wilson or Backstrom. It always happens. So you have to be prepared for the worst. And, uh, you know, not overpay. I know that there's a lot of big name players out there, but we can't get crazy uh, with some of them either. So taking a look at January 2022, Alexiev has played very well in Hershey, despite his offensive numbers being poor with six points in 29 game. His plays and Capitals finally get injuries uh, on the back end contributed to him getting called up in December, where he played in one game with just over 10 minutes of ice time. Alexiev is biding his time until a spot opens up on defense for the Capitals, but he should force them to add him on the 22-23 roster as he does not need uh, a lot more AHL time. That was uh, written uh, in the, the Dauber Prospects report. They talked about that. Um, obviously, that was written before we knew about the uh, procedure that was done with Alexiev, so I think that kind of derails some of his progress. So, it's not an ideal situation, but it's something that, you know, you can't go around it. You have to go through it. Um, so there's no sidestepping his recovery process. We have to go through the recovery process with him or, you know, and uh, hope that when he comes back that he is going to be the same player that he was when he left. Because sometimes that's not the case. You know, I talked about in a previous podcast, if you want to take a look back on Michael Kempney or Tom Pody, 
Uh, you know, sometimes these injuries just really mess these players up and they're not the same players that they were before. So um, that's what I'm talking about. Hopefully we get the same Alex Alexiev that we had uh, before, because if not, <clears throat> then there's more questions that need to be answered. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of um, depth defense help in Hershey. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, that is a bit worrisome uh, as well. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Alex Alexiev. Do we think that he is ready for this job when he comes back four or five months from now? Is he ready? We'll talk about that. But first, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunks the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built flavor you love is in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie uh, chunk puffs are the here for a limited time. Go to built.com right now and make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with a collagen-based protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about the puffs, of course, they taste amazing, but you have to enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving. You need to satisfy your sweet, sweet tooth. Or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein, delicious coconut, rich, uh, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go over to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunks built puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. In this particular episode, we are talking about Alexander Alexiev and where does he fit in and what is his origin story? Uh, professionally, following his major junior season, Alexiev rehabbed his knee off the ice with the Capitals AHL affiliate, the Hershey Bears. He then re returned to his home in Russia before joining the Washington Capitals for their 19 development camp. It was originally suggested that Alexiev could replace Michael Kempney in the Capitals lineup before he suffered an injury during the NHL's prospect showcase. He was subsequently assigned to the Bears for the 1920 season, where he scored his first professional goal in his AHL de debut. Alexiev has tallied a goal and nine assists through 23 games to start the season with Hershey making development strides. He completed his rookie season with three goals and 21 points in 58 games with the Hershey Bears. Alexiev ranked third among Hershey defensemen and 12th among AHL rookie defensemen in points. Alexiev led Hershey defensemen in games played and ranked third in plus-minus with a plus-eight. With the following 2021 season set to be delayed due to the ongoing pandemic, uh, this is when we're talking about, this is just a, a history of him. Alexiev remained in Russia and was loaned to the Capitals, to the KHL club. So I ultimately think, you know, that he is going to get his chance. And one game played with the Capitals, um, he didn't do much. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot of uh, time out there. But with the Hershey Bears last season, in 68 games played, he had one goal and 18 assists. In the 2021 season, in 12 games played, he had two goals and seven assists. So I ultimately think that, uh, you know, 
taking a look at him on paper, he seems like a really great candidate for this Capitals team, especially like what we've talked about and what people are saying about the Washington Capitals is that they need to get younger. They need to get faster. And uh, you take a look at some of the big players on the team. You know, the, the, the tough question out there is that who comes out of the lineup, the decor, when Lucas Johansson and uh, Alexiev, you know, say they both make the big team, who comes out? Is Dmitry Orlov coming out? Is John Carlson? Is Faravari? Is Trevor Van Riemsdyk? Is Jensen coming out? It's really a tough spot, isn't it? And you know, the tough part in development for a lot of these players is say they finally get their spot on the big team and then they're just bench warmers or they're up in the press boxes, healthy scratches. I ultimately don't think that that helps their development. I think that helps their pocketbook, but I ultimately don't think that it helps their development. If you take a look at someone like Connor McMichael, I think that he would have been better served to spend more of his time in Hershey. Um, he did get some substantial playing time, but he was also a healthy scratch a lot. And a lot of times these guys that they don't see a lot of big minutes in real time, they kind of get stale on the shelf, if you will. Um, I know they take pregame skates and all that kind of stuff and morning skates, but it's not the same as real world experience. And, uh, you know, that's what, what I'm thinking about as Alexiev and Lucas Johansson is it, it's a fine line between, you know, they're developing down in Hershey um, to let's just quick hurry up and get them up to the Capitals and then just let them sit on the bench. Um, there's going to be some tough decisions that need to be made by Brian McClellan and Dick Patrick and all them is, are they going to move on from some of the defensemen so they can find a spot for Alexiev? It's not a real easy answer. Um, you know, how hard is it going to be to, you know, hey, John Carlson, you're going to have to sit on the bench so one of these other players can sit in there. You know, that's not going to be something that, you know, a veteran guy is going to want to do that much or Dmitry Orloff or any of those guys. So you got to kind of pick uh, the weak players. So, I mean, the knee-jerk reaction to be is that Schultz most likely played his last game with the Washington Capitals. Okay, that created a spot. Um, but ultimately, you then you have to take a look at it and you have to think to yourself, okay, is Lucas Johansson or um, Alex, uh, Alexander Alexiev, are they a good upgrade? Uh, because I do want to, you know, have these players come up through the system and find a job on the big team. But, you know, this is all about winning games here at the end of the day. I don't want to say, hey, we did it. We finally got young and now we have a bunch of 19, 20, 21 year old guys on the team. That's not a formula for success either. So I think that, you know, it's prudent decisions that the Capitals are going to have to make. Um, you can't just uh, kind of willy-nilly go through and do things that way. But I, I ultimately think, you know, just take a look at the Penguins. Take a look at the Boston Bruins. Some aging teams that are holding on to that core that got them championships or Stanley Cups or, you know, conference finals, whatever the case may be. But to a certain extent, you got to kind of be willing to make some moves because, you know, Alex Ovechkin is not going to play forever. Uh, Nick Backstrom is not going to play forever or, you know, Oshi or any of those guys. So you kind of always have to have your eyes to the future. What's coming next? And the wise GMs do that the right way where they have guys that are kind of simmering down in the AHL. So when, uh, you know, there's an opportunity on the NHL, they just flip them right into the NHL. And sometimes it's seamless. For the good teams, it is, you know, and that's uh, what you have to do. And a lot of times it's waiting for your opportunity. And uh, I think that there is an opportunity for um, Alexiev and Lucas Johansson. I ultimately think it's going to be a battle. Um, I don't know if both of them will fit on the team. I guess, well, a lot will de depend between now uh, and the beginning of next season. Uh, July 13th is looming. And uh, are there going to be some big moves coming? I would like to think there is. 
but upgrades. You know, if you take a look at the trade deadline, it was Marcus Johansson and Johan Larson. It's not too exciting. It wasn't something that made me jump out of my chair and go, yes, this is going to really fix what's wrong with this team. So that's what I want. I want the Capitals to, to do it wisely, but I want them to swing for the fences and get that big name player that is going to help them in a direction. You take a look at the Avalanche who won the Stanley Cup this year. They went in a direction. You know, they they plugged and played some players here and there. They kept the core together. That's good. But then, you know, you have Nazem Kadri there. And, uh, you know, Darcy Kemper's on the team. And you got to, to be honest with you, Darcy Kemper was a long shot for me because I remember him playing on the wild. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, you guys had some elite net minding in uh, Colorado there. And all of a sudden you're going with Darcy Kemper. I'm still not 100% sold on Darcy Kemper. I know that he had a good season, but how many times have you seen you know, players in the NHL that have these brief flashes of greatness and then, alas, it just fizzles out and they you know, disappear into obscurity. So that's what I'm talking about is I want the Capitals to make some big decisions, but I want them to make the right decisions, decisions that are going to make this team better. I don't want another first round exit. I don't want to have to be talking about this, you know, next spring going, oh, another first round exit. If they would have only, you know, addressed this or that or the other thing, we know what the problems are. Brian McClellan, you now are on notice. You know that there's an issue in net. If we go into next season and it's Vanacek and Samsonov, I, I don't know what to say. Like I said before, feel free to bang your head against the wall, you know. And the funny thing is with some Caps fans are like, well, there was no other options out there. Yeah, to a layperson, I'm not a GM. You're not a GM. He's a GM. He should realize that it's a chess game. You got to move pieces around a little bit here. And that's how you make things happen. If you take a look at some of the biggest moves orchestrated in professional sports, Sometimes it didn't make sense to a fan, but you know, guess what? You know, if you're a GM, that's what you get paid for to make these big decisions. So do them, make those big decisions. I've talked to beat writers and podcasters and all that. And they're like, well, you know, he, he did what he could do. I'm sorry. That doesn't fly with me. You know, he, you, that's what he's getting paid. Probably a healthy sum to do is to make these big decisions. So I really hope, and I'm not trying to yell here. I just get worked up when I talk about this Capitals team. I hope they make uh, some, some great decisions going forward so we can make it past that first round. All right. All right. So after the break here, let's continue to talk about this Capitals team. Let's talk about some of the big names that are out there. I've talked about them before, you know, Nazem Kadri, et cetera. Are any of those guys good fits for the Washington Capitals? We'll talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while a person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 at a chain store for Rock Auto, $216. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go to explore their easy-to-use website today or find the solution to get your uh, auto parts needs. So Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. So that's right. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And don't forget to write locked on so they know we sent you. 
amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capital. So in the first two segments, we were talking about Alexiev and, you know, does he have a spot on this Washington Capitals team? Well, you know, my good friend, or I guess I haven't met him yet. I would like to meet him someday. Tarek Elbashir for The Athletic. He had a mailbag and uh, they were asking him about uh, what big players, um, you know, should, would be a good fit on the Capitals. He talked about Nazem Kadri and uh, his his thoughts are on Nazem Kadri. This is Tarek Elbashir. He competes hard. He plays with an edge. He sometimes crosses the line, although he did not in 21-22 since 2013. However, Kadri run a foul of the Department of Player Safety eight times. Been suspended on six occasions for a total of 26 games and forfeited, I'll get this, $479,250. Man, I wish I had that kind of money to be reckless. Because I know someone is going to ask, Tom Wilson has been suspended five times, 30 games for a forfeited of $1,296,455. So that is crazy. Um, you know, these are these guys that play on the edge here. That's what sometimes happens is that, uh, you know, you get fined. And, uh, you know, his assessment, I think, is, is, is pretty accurate. Uh, and it's what I would say with the Washington Capitals as well. He says, Tarek says, personally, I'd uh, be a bit wary of Cotter because he had his best season, 28 goals, 59 assists. At age 31, he'll be 32 before the start of next season. According to Evolving Hockey Projection, will snag a deal in the seven year $8.5 million per range. To me, that would be risky proposition for a team that's looking to get younger. And uh, I, I got to agree with that. You know, the temptation out there is to go for these marquee, marquee names out there, you know, and uh, sometimes that's, they're just names, you know, was this a really great season for Nazem Kadri? Yes, but can he string together multiple seasons like this? You know, sometimes when you look at a marquee, you know, who do you want to play at your birthday party? Metallica, you know, and that's not always realistic. You know, just because someone is a big name doesn't necessarily mean they're going to integrate into your systems and uh, and play the way that you think that they're going to. Um, I know I talked about and I did a highlight on Nazem Kadri, and let, let's be clear here. If they can find a way to fit him in without having to break the bank, and I don't even know if that's possible, but for say some reason it is, then, uh, you know, I think you could sign Nazem Kadri to a deal, but seven years, no way. I mean, at uh, he'll be 32 before the start of next season. I would be really reluctant uh, to sign someone like Kadri to a seven year deal, especially in the 8.5 range. That is crazy talk to me. Um, so just taking a look, uh, on some other questions he had, any questions regarding the capitals pending restricted and unrestricted free agents. Uh, then of course he said in net, it's pretty quiet on the Ilya Samsonov and VTech Vanacek front a status quo is what I was told recently. Both are slated to become restricted free agents with arbitration rights. I'm still of the belief that one returns and one is dealt. I'm just not sure which is and which will be leaving. Um, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I'm not going to try to acquiesce. I'm not going to try to backpedal. I could be wrong. You know, I'm not uh, um, a fortune teller. But if you're asking me just based on uh, the things that I hear around is that I think that they're going to go with Ilya Samsonov just based, you know, and how did I come to that conclusion? He was drafted higher first. If you talk to goalie coaches, they say he has a higher ceiling. He's a better athlete. 
Um, that's where it comes from. So my detractors or the people that want to argue with me will say that Vitek Vanacek is cheaper. Well, he is cheaper, but he is also due a raise. And uh, do we really want to get into the goalie market based on how cheap we can get someone? I mean, if that's the case, we could get a horrible goalie for next to nothing. No, we want a good number two option, which let's face it, with all the injuries that are in the Washington Capitals and the NHL in general, you need someone that's going to be ready. Again, you take a look at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Do you think Louis Domingue starting in the playoffs was according to the script? No way. That's why you have to only not have a number one, a number two, but even a number three netminder that's capable uh, of taking you to that next level. So whoever that number one is, I think it'll be Sam Sonoff as number two. And then number three sitting in the wings is going to be a Fukale, right? That's who it's going to be. And, um, I ultimately think that, uh, you know, if Sam Sonoff, um, I, I mean, here's what here's where I am on on Sam Sonoff. You know, I think that, you know, give him a year to be the backup, you know, to, to the number two. Let, let's not make it the shootout between Vitek Vanacek and Sam Sonoff where they're both fighting for their jobs. That's nonsense. Let's just have him go into it with the understanding that Ilya Sam Sonoff, you will be the number two. You know, unless you can do something crazy to impress us, that you can do something that is above and beyond everything that you showed us. Then you're going to be the number two. If you want to be here, that is how it's going to be. And then they get that competent number one. Now, I'm going to say this, and you know, I've heard rumblings, and you know, I'm a fan of a lot of different blogs and different things DC related. And I know he is from the Washington, DC area, or he has a home there anyway. Is that you are starting to see more and more and more of Braden Holpe at some pretty big events. You saw a recent picture of Braden Holpe at a Washington Nationals game. You saw Braden Holpe, um, I think he was at a store and someone ran into him or a restaurant. So it is a bit interesting that you are seeing him everywhere. And I know he has a home there. But then again, you know, I hate to be this conspiracy theorist, but then why did he choose Washington as a place to live? Um, I think that ultimately his heart um, is with the Washington Capitals. Do I think that he's going to come back? And do I think that that's even a good idea? I'm not so sure. You know, are we getting 2018 Braden Holtby or are we getting 2019 Braden Holtby? That is the question. But I ultimately think number one, I have not wavered from that for a second. They need that number one netminder to put that stamp down and go, there, we address that. We're moving on. We're going to take a look at what we need to shore up in defense and forwards and who is going to plug that role of Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson. And that is a battle plan. You know, the, the thing that drove me absolutely nuts last year was that when Peter Laviolette said, well, you know, by the time I get to the playoffs, I want to know who my number one netminder is. Guess what? Game one? No idea. I mean, he went with Vanacek because that was kind of like a, you know, a knee-jerk reaction. But guess what? Pulled from the first game. So uh, it, it just, it, or he did not play uh, after that, shall we say. So just taking a look at that. That's what they need to address. Do I think Peter Laviolette's job is safe next year? Absolutely. Do I think that Peter Laviolette's job and Brian McClellan's job is in jeopardy if they make another first-round exit next year? Absolutely. But that's where the excuses stop. I don't want to hear any more excuses that he did what he can do. You know, th th that's a kind of excuse if, if all of a sudden they signed me to, to be the GM and uh, they said, Dan, I want you to address the goalie situation. I'm like, sorry, guys, I, I couldn't find anyone to fill that spot. People would, you know, do you think if I said that and, you know, hey, I, I did what I could do. But those aren't great answers. So Brian McClellan, whatever kind of hocus pocus he has to do, you know, he's done it in the past before. Where remember how we got Vanacek back from Seattle by sending Dylan to Winnipeg and yada, yada, yada. That's how we got here. So 
I think that that's what he has to do is he has to make some big decisions. So Nazem Kadri, you hear, you hear uh, Debrinket out there, um, uh, Johnny Goudreau, where are all these players going to land? You know, sometimes it doesn't go according to the script. Sometimes you get that big name hockey player and it just doesn't fit. You know, the chemistry between this player and that player didn't quite mesh. And, uh, you know, like I say, it doesn't always work. So what the Washington Capitals have to do, number one, net minding number two depth uh, or they need help in defense and number three they need some they need to solidify who's going to fill in for backstrom they need to figure out who's going to fill in for tom wilson and then fan out from there but that's your list of priorities if you're going to put it a b c d just keep rolling down your checklist don't deviate from that don't say oh we, we found this good depth no stop it Take care of that net mining situation before the fall, because as a fan, at the end of the day, that's what we all are is fans. I don't want to have to watch that again. All right. Thank you once again for joining me on this lockdown edition of Lockdown Capitals. Sorry to get so worked up here, but sometimes it's a bit frustrating with this team. And uh, I, I'm just hoping that some big changes happen on July 13th. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the world of hockey. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And I'll talk to you next time.